This is RJ Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes this down. one by Mattingly. Oh, hang on to the RJ Barrett does it again from downtown. He is just tearing the Orioles apart. It's good. It's good. Randall gets the bounce, and he ties the game. Houston ducks under. Got it. Creates and shows some dexterity as well with the left hand. Yankees win! Yankees win! Yeah, man. It's been a bit. It's it's been a bit since we talked Yankees on the show. Um gosh, I wanna go back maybe four months. Three, four months. I wanna say four months. And then I took that break, right? It was like smack in the middle of the uh, later half of the regular season. You know, I just stopped. And I guess when you're a team that's expected to do so many big things. And, uh, you know, year after year, we're kind of getting this similar product underachieving to our standards it's kind of hard to stay motivated to talk about the same thing when you know it's going to be the same thing in the end. You know what I mean? You know, I've been calling it for, for pretty much a decade now, ever since they won their last ring over a decade that, you know, year after year, this team, this Yankees team, just the, it's more been in recent years that they carry the wrong mentality, the wrong philosophy. Um, you know, their intentions may be to win. Although I could, you know, put some questioning there, you know, do they care more about their purse? But, but, you know, the main thing with me is the way they go about things and their philosophy towards winning. And, you know, that just gets tiring as a diehard of this team. So I did take a break for the Yankees, uh, from the podcast as a whole after that, right? But we are back in, and, you know, it's January 2nd. It's a new year, so I figured, all right, let's get it. What's well, January 3rd? Today is January 3rd. Jesus, it's already flying by. Um, and so I figured, let's just talk Yankees. Let's just give a little bit of an off-season update, my take on, on what's been going on, although nothing has really been going on, right? We're in the middle of a, an MLB lockout at the moment. So <laughs> there's not really much to discuss. And, um, you know, we'll talk about whatever we need to, uh, whatever I can figure out. And then I'll give you, you know, my take on some things, break some things down maybe, and uh, that'll be that. But, um, yeah, episode 299 of BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis and uh, I'm your host, R.J. Carbone. Welcome to the podcast. If you're new here, you can subscribe to this podcast on many platforms. BD4 is on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor. Uh, we're on Stitcher, many listening platforms. And... We're also on YouTube if you want to watch the video version of this podcast. So, check us out. 
on all those platforms. And uh, subscribe, download the podcast, like it, comment, share it with your friends on social media. Tell everybody how great of a show this is. <laughs> um, and you can also, of course, find me on social media, RJ Carbone on Facebook. And um, I'm on Instagram at Rob J Carbone. So, I hope everybody else is doing well. Yeah, it's been a slow off season, so you know it's going to be a slow show, rather a quick show. You know, there's really not much to dive into. So we'll head to break, get our first plug in, and when we get back from the first break, we'll dive right into things. All right. All right. Stay with us. Hey guys. So I've noticed that only a small portion of you who watch the podcast on YouTube are actually subscribed. So make sure the next time you go to BD4 on YouTube, if you feel like subscribing, do it. This way, it'll help the channel grow, reach out to more audiences, more Knicks fans out there, more Yankees fans out there, MMA fans, sports fans in general. Just whenever you watch BD4 on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to help us grow. So if you guys want to follow me on social media, be sure to do so right now. I'm on Facebook at RJ Carbone. And I'm also on Instagram at Rob J Carbone. Once again, if you want to find me on Facebook, that is RJ Carbone. Instagram at Rob J Carbone. All right. Um, yeah, man, it, it's just a quick 2021-22 off-season update for this episode. Um, but it's good, you know. I'm glad to be able to talk Yankees again um, after a long hiatus. I guess it feels somewhat good, you know, to be back talking Yanks. So here we are, 299. Um, so the Yankees, look, listen, they they did it again last year. They underachieved. Uh, it wasn't a great regular season. They somehow managed to to get the wild card game, and they lost in that in that one. To did they lose that one to Boston, dude. My memory's so fogged up at this point, but I just know they didn't go. They didn't go anywhere. Um, and you know, I'm looking at this roster. Uh, third base, I guess you could say you've got that locked for the moment. Gio Urshela is going to be back. Um, Glaber Torres obviously made this the switch. You know the Yankees couldn't take it anymore. Even them, for as uh, patient as they were with him at the, at shortstop, they moved Glaber Torres over back to second base. Um, so that's a position we don't need. You know it's occupied. Um, and then you just have to go to the outfield. You know you got Stanton DH slash some outfield now. Um, and then right field, you've got Aaron Judge specifically. <laughs> really, you have a lot of needs everywhere else, to be honest with you. Um, going back to the infield, you've got needs at shortstop, 
catcher, uh, first base, I'm just jumping around here. Um, you know, in the outfield, you've got needs in center field, in my opinion. Um, and then, you know, you look at your, your arms. Uh, you need some bullpen help. Um, you need starting rotation help for sure. Your number two pitcher, Luis Severino. But, you know, the guy missed, what, three now? Three consecutive seasons. Um, you know, he's pitched maybe seven games in the last three seasons. Um, I'd have to look at the stats, but it's not a lot. It might be less. Um, how often does a pitcher who misses three seasons in a row come back and be elite again? You know, I'm sure I can't think of many. I mean, I can't think of any, and I'm sure the numbers aren't good for that. You know, it's, it's a concern there to rely on Seve to be 1B. And there's even concern, to be honest with you, with Garrett Cole as the ace, right? Because I was just texting my buddy, and, and I go, I text my buddy, I'm like, well, I have no issue with Cole. Cole's great. But then he texts me back, and he mentioned, he brings up Spider Tech, and I'm like, holy shit, I, com- I completely forgot about that whole situation. How Garrett Cole was nothing like he was without his his substances. So I literally, I, it, again, it's been so long since I've not just talked about the Yankees here on the show, but really followed anything up, and I haven't been getting news updates. I, I don't, I've just been taking a break from this team because they've been so exhausting, and I completely forgot about the whole spider attack thing. So there's concern that Cole might not be, you know, He's going to have to reinvent his game in a way. Can he do that? You know, so that's an issue. Uh, obviously, Corey Kluber, um, I believe he went on to um, sign with the Tampa Bay Rays. Then you got, you know, the rest of the guys are just shoe-ins. And, and, and you know, Jordan Montgomery is a decent number five, but he's never going to be anything better than a four or five. Uh, Domingo Herman, I've seen all I've needed to see with him. I'm completely done with that guy. Garbage. Um, not impressed uh, with what's his name Schmidt either. Not too impressed there. Davy Garcia, he was once promising. There was always the if question about his height. He's looking more and more like he's not going to be that guy. Uh, who else? Jamison Tyone just had the ankle surgery, and let's be honest, he's not all that. Cortez had a nice season, but let's be real here. You know, just looking at that rotation, they need some help, okay? And so, it, it's it's very questionable. Um, you know, pre-lockout, teams made it moves. You know, you saw a lot of stuff, a lot of big deals before this whole lockout thing went down. Uh, the, the New York Mets, Max Scherzer for three years. Big deal there. Then they go out and they, they give Showalter their largest investment in a manager in franchise history for the Mets. They give him a three-year contract. Um, you know, Boston made a couple of rotation moves for some depth there. Uh, the Texas Rangers went out and, and gave both uh Corey Kluber, 10 years, and Simeon, a big deal. I think he got seven years, Marcus Simeon. Detroit, they went out and acquired Javi Baez on a six-year deal. Uh, the Astros brought back Verlander for 25 apiece for two years. And here the Yankees were, I, I think before the lockout, they didn't really, 
you know, they gave Gary Sanchez a, a nice $7.5 million to come back. Um, you know, they tossed some money, $2 million at, you know, that Rodriguez uh, relief pitcher they have. Um, and then obviously this was weeks before all that. They fire everybody else around Aaron Boone and they give him three more years. Um, you know, Marcus Timms is gone. Phil Nevin is gone. <laughs> so you've got Boone at the head at manager. Um, your bench coach is Mendoza. Your pitching coach is still Blake. Uh, your bullpen coach is still Harkey. Your hitting coach is now this new guy, Lawson. Uh, you've got Chavez, Eric Chavez. I remember watching him, former Yankee. Uh, you know, he came over after his prime stint with the Oakland A's. Uh, but he's going to be an assistant hitting coach along with somebody else. Third base coach is Rojas. Um, you've got the first base coach, Chapman. And then uh, still the same guy catching and quality control coaches is that Swanson guy. Now, I was watching um, the Michael K. show. Okay, uh, it was a clip on it on YouTube. And he was bringing up some good points. And he was this clip, he was uh, talking, you know, he was showing a clip in the show where he was, he was interviewing Boone, you know, on a media conference. And, um, you know, he was discussing about, with Boone about the Nevin firing. And how, you know, Kay was saying how Nevin said it wasn't an on-field, or, yeah, how Nevin said it wasn't an on-field thing that got him fired. Um, but it was more about Nevin's slight pushback on the analytics use that the Yankees are so in favor of. You know, the, the Nevin was for analytics, but he still wanted a balance, and the Yankees didn't like that. And so, you know, Kay asked him about that. He asked Aaron Boone. And Boone basically gave him, while watching his response, it was just the same old BS that you get from the Yankees, which is just a whole bunch of nothing. You know, just, just splurring out words and fillers. So, <laughs> go watch it. It's a joke. Um, but Kay made some good points on the show after. He was saying how, you know, the Yankees just gave this guy three years. They gave him a deal. He's not going anywhere, Boone. So he had some legs to stand on there and, and keep Nevin around. So, you know, it's just it just it goes to show that this Boone clown he's got no spine. Um, he's here as a puppet to be bitched around like a rag doll. That's really what it is. And he, you know, he's for the analytics. He, he's gonna have to follow the numbers or die type of uh, philosophy. And so he's under their strings one hundred percent. And that's it. It's it's. I'm just tired. This is what I was talking about. I'm I'm just tired of all that junk. You know this this analytics everything junk. This whole three true outcomes idea. Which you know by the way the Braves just won the World Series, as you know the least analytical team in baseball. <laughs> you know they, they they won the World Series on pitching. And timely power, you know. So to hell with the three true outcomes. I I say it's it's a new year. It's time to change it up for a change. <laughs> I mean, I mean, stop it. You know, go out there, 
quit glorifying all the wrong crap to appease the younger Ivy Ivy League mutants and go out there and actually see the ball, hit the ball, play baseball. Okay? Play baseball. Go get some athleticism in here. Some guys who can make this team better. Some guys who can run the bases. Some guys who can play defense. And some guys who know how to put the bat on the damn ball for a change. You know, so so when activity begins again and this whole lockout thing's over, the Yankees better damn well hope that they go all out here. You know, they better hope that that they'll have a hell of an, an offseason for whatever's left. You know, because the longer this lockout goes on, the less time they're going to have. So hopefully Brian Cashman right now, hopefully Cashman is doing his homework and setting things up here, you know. I don't know what the rules are during lockout. If you're allowed to, to reach out to other GMs, I don't see why not. How do you monitor? How do you even monitor something like that? Um, so I, he better be ready. Cashman better be planning some things here and setting some things up because I mean you've got all these other teams. So you've got the Mets. You've got the Mets now outspending you. They're at the top of the payroll list for the projected 2022 payrolls. Steve Cohen comes in and he gets his shit done. He, he used it used to be the other way, right? Where the Yanks would do it. Um, but the Yankees are going to enter 2022 with uh, a projected $221 million payroll. So it's time for Hal to nut up and do what it takes to win. Guys are still out there. At a few positions, too. You know, uh, Looking at the list, you've got guys like Olsen and Chapman on the A's. You know, they're, they're potential targets with the Athletics expected to clean house. Um, that's just what the, the rumor mill is saying. It's what Jeff uh, Passan said. So it's more than just a rumor. Um, Trevor Story, obviously him and him and Carlos Correa. Uh, Freddie Freeman still hasn't re-signed with the Braves. He's an option for first base. In my opinion, and this hurts to say, I I just want to win at this point. I just want to win. I want to get back to being the bad guys and winning. And so I don't even think I have to say the name. You probably already know what I'm about to say. The guy I want is unfortunately Carlos Correa. Trevor Story's a nice player. He's a very good player. Um, Whereas the risk with Correa would be contract. The risk with Story would be player. You know, like, I don't want a guy who might not live up to that deal. Who might not be that great and make that much of a difference on the field. I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it because I, I just, I don't want to, I'm going to say, I don't want another guy on this team, as great as he is, who strikes out 25% of the time or more. I just don't want all those guys. You know, I don't want Trevor Story, and that's one of my main reasons. I don't know. I don't want another guy who's going to come in here and strike out in a quarter of his at bats or more. Same thing with Matt Olson. Now Olson's under team control for two more years, but it's the same shit um, at first base. So I mean, yeah, he's a Gold Glover, um, and he's got lefty pop. But you know what we said that for? We said that same bullshit. We wrote that same narrative for Joey Gallo. And Gallo, I'm sorry, I'm not a Gallo fan. You all know that. He, he's been awful. Um, I don't want any more high strikeout guys. 
you know, also I don't buy the, the you know, the, I know that Matt Olson had a better 2021 in terms of his K rate. It's uh, it dropped all the way down to 16%, but I don't buy that given his resume of, of being a high strikeout guy every year previous to 21. There's the idea of, you know, of, of trading for Matt Chapman to come in here and play shortstop for a year before his contract is up. <laughs> um, Chapman's been pretty mediocre, to say the least, at the plate the last couple of years, man. Um, and he, too, cannot really put the bat on the ball consistently. There are some strikeout concerns there. I would love Freddie Freeman. I could go on and on all day about how I would want Freeman and how he's the perfect lefty pop for this stadium. First baseman. I mean, he's literally the, the, he would make, you can envision, right, Freddie Freeman in a Yankee uniform. He's got the professionalism and he's got the play style. You could see big postseason home runs from him. But, however, I I think eventually Freeman winds up back in uh, in ATL. I do. I just think he's going to get the hometown discount and, and, you know, he just won the World Series. There's, in my opinion, it's either that or he's going to hang it up. But he, I don't, I don't see him going anywhere but Atlanta. But yeah, I think the obvious answer here, unfortunately, the obvious answer is you have to go big here on Correa for the Yankees. That's what I would do. I want Carlos Correa. Um, you know, I was reading about it a bit, and and apparently Houston. Um, this was back around maybe early October, maybe in November, where they offered him a few contracts. Um, 120 across six, which is 20 AAV. That was declined. Uh, he also rejected rejected 125 across five. That's 25 a year. He rejected 160 across six, 27 a year. But that was also rejected. I mean, and you're looking at that, you're reading about that, and you're looking at guys like Seeger who just got $325 million for 10 years. Expect Correa to want to match that or exceed that number. I mean, I'm looking for someone like Correa to ask for Tatis Lindor type of money, right? Somewhere in in the the, the 340 million range over 10 years, which is absolutely absurd money. It's absurd, you know, and it's obviously putting them well over the luxury tax. But this is where we are in baseball. We're in this era. You know, he, he Correa is a 27-year-old too. So it's not like some of these guys who sign those heavy deals when they're 29, 30, kind of like Garrett Cole did. And, and look at Stanton right now. You know, this is how the Yankees have won in all their World Series. 09. Um, you know, they, they go out and they acquire big acquisitions. It's the Yankee way. Unfortunately, whether you like it or not, you got to pay to play. You got to pay to play. And someone like Correa, as much as I hate him, he puts the bat on the ball. He can hit for a decent average. He has a ton of power for a shortstop. And he's a postseason performer. Clutch home runs. He's already top 10 in home runs with 18. Okay. And he plays good enough defense to where he's not an issue. You know, he's an upgraded shortstop. That he's... he's kind of dipped a bit over the years defensively, but he's still 
plenty more than what we have at shortstop. It'll allow Gio to go back to his natural position at third base, and it allows Torres to go back and stay at his natural position at second, because Lord knows we do not want Torres playing shortstop again. Um, but yeah, there's going to be that, that if that happens where we sign Correa, there's going to be that lingering awkwardness, of course. Um, but you're just going to have to put the hard feelings aside. If you want a championship, you got to put that aside. You know, between the fans, uh, players, even like, you know, Judge. I know Judge has said some shit about Correa in the past. That shit will work itself out. I'm not worried about that. And my number one priority is to get a World Series championship. That's my number one priority. We have one rings, you know, we since 2009. That was it. And after that, we don't have any. It's it's a new era, man. The Yankees aren't what they used to be, and I want to get back to being the Yankees. We have one American League pennant in the last nine years. We have one division win since 2012. Let's freaking go. Let's get it together. Be straight for once. Let's try to get this win. We got to address uh, center field. We got to address a few things. And when we get back from break, I want to talk about it. Stay with us. So BD4 is on so many platforms to listen to. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can find us on our sponsor, Anchor, and many other listening platforms as well, wherever you get your podcasts. But we are also available to watch on YouTube. So if you want to watch us on YouTube, go subscribe there. But if you prefer to listen to us, again, many, many, many listening platforms. Just be sure to subscribe, download, give us a rating, a review, comment, share the podcast, and all that fun stuff. This is BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this episode, but first... I also want to let you know, I have another blog. The blog I'm writing for is on ultimatesportsnetworks.com, titled The Bomber Bocker Blog. If you want to go subscribe to this blog, you should do so using my promo code 6A2841ERJC. Using that, you'd get a discount, $7.99 a month to get the best Knicks and Yankees opinionated content around. Once again, guys, the Bomber Bocker blog on ultimatesportsnetworks.com using promo code 6A2841ERJC, $7.99 a month. center field yeah <laughs> I still like the idea of getting uh, trying to get Cattell Marte over here now to get him over here you know you, you gotta make a trade because he's he's owed 18 million this year uh, and then he's on a club option for the next two years but at this point I mean look at you look at our outfield um, or center field Aaron Hicks To say that 
listen, Hicks is a nice player, um, but I think he'd be a nice player off the bench. Switch hitter with some plate discipline and some power. But it's an absolute atrocity to think that Hicks can still be our everyday guy in center field at this point. He shows us every single year that he can't stay on the field. Every single year. Lately, it's the elbow now, which has not been the same. You know, his his throwing arm has not been the same since the surgery. But every year he's hurt, and even when he's back on the field, he's dealing with the injury while he's playing, and so it, you know, it affects his production. So I think at this point, I would like to get a center fielder in here. Not that I'm saying the Yankees are going to do this, because I still think they're in love with Hicks. But it'd be, it'd be nice to get someone like Atel Marte, right? He's a toolsy player. He, he can play anywhere on the field. You know, he's a good utility infielder, but he can play some center field. Um, he puts the bat on the ball. Um, a few years ago, he hit 30 home runs, so there's reason to believe he can bring back that type of power in Yankee Stadium. Good switch hitter. Bring him over here who plays defense. I would try it. If you could figure something out, maybe throw Domingo Herman in a package with, with a couple of our topper, you know, higher up prospects. I don't know. Something. Um, his issue is his actually health too. So you got to be careful with what you give up. But just an idea of throwing out there. Um, in the pen, we've got to try to make some you know moves in the pen. For a couple of years now, I've really wanted Josh Hader. I, I really do. I think he's top-notch. Um, he's making $8 million this year before an arbitration year in 2023. Man, I, I think he'd be a really good, you know, flamethrower lefty out the pen. He's an elite arm. I would take my risk there. Um, just, you know, a couple of players on my wish list there. But it's funny. right? It's pretty funny because I can see, I can totally see the Yankees using the uh, luxury tax excuse once again this season. You know, with Garrett Cole, uh, with Giancarlo Stanton, with Aaron Judge now due for a contract too, I can definitely see them throwing that BS out there and, you know, maybe renting Matt Chapman for the year to play shortstop or or going the route of waiting for Volpe or Peraza at some point in the season to play shortstop or even acquiring someone like, but having it be like, um, what's the kid's name? He was with St. Louis, Paul DeJong. You know what I mean? Just just something that is is a move just for the sake of saying, hey, look, we made a move. For a quality player. Like, and if that's all the case, this new hitting coach, if we don't do anything and get someone like Correa or make a big splash like that, this new hitting coach, this Lawson guy, he better be some friggin' magician. 
You know, I mean, because he's got lots to fix here if we just stand pat for the most part. Let's not forget that. You look at DJ LeMayu, he was bad last season. You look at Glaber Torres, he's been bad for a little bit now. You look at guys like Gary Sanchez, he's been bad for a little while now. Joey Gallo came here, he's always sucked in my opinion. He came here and somehow sucked more, more than his usual suck. So, this Lawson guy better be a lot better than Tim's was, um, especially if the Yankees are to, to pass on Correa and not want to pay him the $300 plus million that he's going to command. Um, but let's go, right? You got, you, you, it's, it's, we're at this point, we got to go. We got to get moving here. We got to start making some moves. Prospects are prospects. Honestly, if the offer's on the table, I'm, I'm dealing anybody I can. There's also that, that international, you know, Jason Dominguez. I like him. I want to give this guy a shot. But, you know, if there's an offer on the table that really, really helps the Yankees, and I'm talking a top-notch offer, and he's included in it, so be it. Um, there's that kid I'm hearing about, this international prospect, the top international prospect out there, which um, I don't think the international pool is affected by this lockout. And the Yankees are expecting to sign him when the pool opens. Um, it's this 17-year-old Roderick Arias, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. I took a few notes on him down here. Uh, yeah, he's the top international prospect. He's a shortstop. And from what I was reading about, he's got all of his tools are right now above average on the 2080 scale. If you look at that 2080 scale, his hitting is a 60. Average is 50. His hitting's a 60. His pop is 55. He's got a 55 run, a 55 arm, a 55 in the field. Overall, he's a 55. And I was reading the scouting report on MLB.com. Talking about his fielding. Uh, I read that it's very accurate and effortless. That he's able to get the, the throw off quickly. He's got a strong arm from all angles. He's got good footwork at shortstop. Soft hands. And... He's got pretty good range. Above average range is what I read. At the plate, he's an above average bat. He's a switch hitting bat with very good bat to ball skills. Good plate recognition. Good strike zone awareness. Um, doesn't swing and miss often. And he's got power from both sides of the plate. Especially the right side. But when he hits from the left side of the plate... He's got some good opposite field power. On the basis, they say he can score from first on a, on, a, on a double. Score from second on a single. He's got good speed. Good awareness. <laughs> so, I mean, I'll take it. But if I'm, you know, trying to improve my team right now, and an offer is on the deal, and if we end up signing this kid, Roderick Arias, and if he has any value in a trade, I'm doing it, man. I, Him, Dominguez, even Volpe, who's, who's a kid from Del Barton, which isn't too far from where I am, um, I, I'm, I'm willing to win. I, I want, I'm willing to... These are prospects for a reason, you know? Not every single prospect is going to pan out. How, how often does that have to happen to us before we learn? I mean, that could go off and, on and name a million names. Um, I could I could have a whole list for you, a whole list, you know, of guys that we thought were going to be big time but but never panned out. You know, Chance Adams, Clint Frazier, Justice Sheffield. I could keep going, um, but it's time, you know, and, and you know, it's looking like Torres and Gary are, are regressing each year. By the way, but 
I, I want to win now. There's no more prospect hugging for me. There's no more worrying about the lug stacks. Go out there and be the evil empire. Be right back. A custom wall tapestry is a surefire way to uplift any room's aesthetics with a personal touch. This 100% polyester wall tapestry comes with hemmed edges for extra durability while its mildew and water resistant properties ensure years worth of decorating bliss. The advanced tapestry printing techniques guarantee crisp detail even for the craziest of designs in any of the multiple size choices. You can select a size of 26 by 36 inches, 51 by 60, 68 by 80, and 88 by 104. These wall tapestries usually ship in 7 to 10 business days, and the price ranges from $24.99 to $69.99, all dependent on the size you select. The Bomber Bocker blog wall tapestries come in orange, gray, and black. But most importantly, be sure when purchasing a wall tapestry for the Bomber Bocker blog that you use promo code 6A2. 841-ERJC 682-841-ERJC Just go to ultimatesportsnetworks.com and click on the Shop MVP tab searching the Bomber Bocker blog and there you have it. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this episode but first... I also want to let you know, I have another blog. The blog I'm writing for is on ultimatesportsnetworks.com, titled The Bomber Bocker Blog. If you want to go subscribe to this blog, you should do so using my promo code 6A2841ERJC. Using that, you'd get a discount, $7.99 a month to get the best Knicks and Yankees opinionated content around. Once again, guys, the Bomber Bocker blog on ultimatesportsnetworks.com using promo code 6A2841ERJC, $7.99 a month. All right, so let's wrap this thing up. Let's get to the NYY, NYK question of the day for tonight. Um, for this episode, 299. NYY, NYK question of the day for 299, episode 299 of the podcast. For this episode, I'm asking you guys to name a Yankee. That's right. Uh, this power hitter played for the Yankees from 1983 through 1985, taking home two Silver Slugger awards. Who was he? All right. So one last time, this power hitter played for the Yankees from 1983 through 1985, taking home two Silver Slugger awards during those three years. Who was that Yankee? All right. Who was that Yankee? So let me know the answer, whether that's on Facebook or Instagram. DM it to me or comment it once I publish 
uh, publish the promo to this podcast. But guys, that's it. That's all I've got for this episode. It was good to talk Yankees again for about 40 minutes. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. Episode 299 of the podcast. I'll see you in 300, which will be out by Wednesday. The latest. Where we talk Knicks. <laughs> we go over that boring team again, too. So it's so two very fun teams at the moment in New York. Uh, and the Yankees and the Knicks. Good, good Lord. <laughs> see you next time. All right. Ciao. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. It's the best way to make a podcast. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm.